Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. So instead of doing multiple topics today, we really have one big topic and then our predictions. We're going to go over the Dolphins and then tanking in general and whether the Dolphins owe it to their players and their fans to not tank. Okay. Do the Dolphins owe it to their fans to not tank? Kind of, but not really, because the Dolphins... The, the, the Dolphins are doing this so that they can be better, so that they will have a good team for their fans. So it's not necessarily for their fans. It's I think they are they definitely owe it to their players. If you are a player in the NFL, it is already hard enough to get to the NFL. You are putting your body and your mind at risk once you're at the NFL, and it is wrong to have young players get to the league and then force them to play with terrible teammates and trade away all your best players for your future. The average career in the NFL is two to three years. You are ruining some players' careers. You are putting terrible tape on them for other teams once you get rid of them, once you get new players, because because. You are only focused on your future, okay? Also, it's not just wrong that they're basically throwing away the careers of the players they already have. The way they have done it is absolutely stupid. Why would you trade away? If you are going to draft Tua, which I believe they should because I frankly think Trevor Lawrence was overhyped, and I think Tua... Is a or Justin Herbert? I think one of those two are legit. Or Jalen Hurts? No, no, not Jalen Hurts. He can't. No, throw. Or, he, he can't no, throw five. No, no, he's not going to be a first round pick. But anyway, okay. one of those two. If you're going to get them, you don't want him to get killed like Kyler Murray is getting killed right now. So why would you trade your left tackle? Now, do I think it was a great deal? Yes, they got two first round picks. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't trade your best player who is going to be a future All-Pro. Furthermore, you know, you trade away Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't care that he requested a trade. You picked him two years ago. He has surpassed expectations. You know what you're going to do with the first-round pick that you got for Minka Fitzpatrick? You might draft a young safety who's pretty good like Minka Fitzpatrick. It makes no sense. They The way they have done this is terrible. They should have started Rosen from week one since you traded a second-round pick for him. They shouldn't have traded Tunsil, and they shouldn't have traded Minka. It's been terrible management by the Miami Dolphins, and it's just a disgrace. They may end up being the worst team in NFL history. I really don't think that they owe it to not tank especially not to their fans who know that the reason they're tanking is so that they can be better in the future. And I don't really think that they owe it as much to the players because, I mean, the players knew they were going to Miami. Like, it's not like all of a sudden Miami just got rid of all their great players like they were some amazing team to begin with. No. Okay, when these players signed up to play for Miami in free agency. Some of them didn't have a choice, though. They were drafted. When they were drafted? They're trading away a lot of the good players, and if you're not that good of a player, step up and you might get traded away. Or later down the road in 
two or three years, when they've got a really good young core, they could be playing in the playoffs and maybe in the Super Bowl. And I think this is actually optimal time for an AFC team to start tanking right when Tom Brady is about to retire in probably three years. Three years when their team is really good and Tom Brady will likely retire sometime around then. Boom, they step up. They could be posturing themselves to be a num- a top team in the AFC. JW, I found something very funny in what you said. Tom Brady retiring. <laughs> the man does not age. He, he's aging. He's, he's aging. You can see it. Jack, Jack, he's aging. He, he, he's he's got to retire time. sometime he, soon. Just like at the start of his career, he was a clutch game manager with an elite defense. And then he became the GOAT. Now he's once again a clutch game manager with an elite defense. Well, I agree with you. It's just funny to hear someone say Tom Brady is aging. I hate to make this comparison, but I almost compared like Miami right now to the Astros, kind of like 2013-ish. Like they're a bad, bad team. They're not winning that many games. They're losing basically every single game they play. And then from there, they kind of start building up a dynasty. Like this is also coming from an Astros fan. But they're kind of building up to a level of greatness. Like, they'll get better players with their draft picks. I know they probably shouldn't have traded away some of their better players. But I think they're going to use their draft picks to get good players. So, Rob, Rob, the difference in your analogy is two things. One, the Astros have to field nine players each game. Call it 14 when you add in a five-man rotation. And then, like, maybe 16 with relievers. And... The MLB draft is so large, and they had more yeah, advanced technology that it was very easy for them to hit. Uh, they had more draft. They had more draft picks than player slots that they needed to fill every year. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it might just take it doesn't the NFL work longer. It, it doesn't like, work yeah, that way. I would say, I would you saw the Astros and the Cubs do it first in the MLB. You saw the 76ers tank. Now they're one of the top teams in the East. Astros and Cubs, they both won a World Series out there tanking. Who was the first NFL team to really start the tanking? Browns. Okay. The Browns were not tanking. They just sucked. They, yeah, exactly. Okay. I think the Dolphins, Dolphins could posture themselves to win a Super Bowl. I think the NFL is not made to tank because of the reason Jack said there are so many players. Also because players' lifespans are so short and there is a higher risk of injury. And to your and also to your point, JW. No one's really done this before in the NFL to the extent that the Dolphins are doing it. When no one see, had done it before in the MLB until the Cubs and Astros I, did it. And, and look at how I think there was still some tanking there before then. But I would say not as large, scale, not as large, but there was still tanking. It was still a viable strategy. The two other 0-16 teams in NFL history, the 8 Lions and the 17 Browns. The 08 Lions, if you actually go back to before that season, they were projected to be around mediocre. They didn't trade away any of their players. They just terribly underperformed. I'm pretty sure Calvin Johnson had like 50% of their offensive yards or something crazy like that. And then the Browns from a few years ago, they tanked one year, which is why they went 1-15, should have gone 0-16, not for the Chargers. but. They sort of tanked that year. And then the next year, they were supposed to be better. They drafted Deshaun Kaiser. 
they weren't really sure about Sean Kaiser, but they thought possibly maybe a new franchise quarterback in him. They got Miles Garrett. They were ready to win a few games that year, and they were just absolutely terrible. Hugh Jackson was a terrible head coach. So I think this has never been done anywhere near to the extent that the Dolphins are doing it now. It's an incredibly risky sort of strategy. Again, talking about the lifetime of players, it can be really hard to build up a dynasty when you're consistently losing like that and risking injuring guys severely. And I'm not really sure whether it'll work out for the Dolphins. Uh, it's really sort of hard to predict the future in that way because at the end of the day, we really don't know what's going to happen next year. So, but, Axel, I really like where you're coming from there. I'm going to make a, another baseball analogy. And baseball guys in the room, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. So Mets third baseman, his name was Daniel Murphy, right? Yes. He got injured when um, one of his teammates just wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, and then he was trying to make a hustle play, tagging the bag at third, got injured. And then had like a string of injuries that he never really recovered from, which forced his retirement. And it took him from one of like an, a, a very elite guy in the league to a mediocre guy in the league. I feel like that could happen with the Dolphins. But instead of just a teammate not trying because the team's bad, it could be they're not trying because the team's bad. But maybe um, the new Dolphins right tackle or left tackle is, yeah, left tackle is not well equipped enough to handle Khalil Mack. And then Tua goes down. And then he can never recover from his torn ACL because he got um, blindsided. Um, what's what's the dude's name that Lawrence Taylor hit? Joe Theismann. Yeah, because because he, he got Theismann, and then Tua, who was like going to be rookie of the year, just is out of the league and he's ruined. I think I, that's the real issue, and not that they're tanking, but that they did they traded away their their best offensive lineman. And what you need to do when you're a bad team like the Dolphins is protect your O line. You can afford to have really bad skill positions. You can have you can have you can afford to have you know bad running backs or bad receivers. You cannot afford to have a bad O line and then draft a franchise quarterback. And that's really the issue with this whole thing. Not that they're losing, not that they're tanking, but that their preparation towards who they're going to draft this year is not is not good. And also, I would say to that, you are not on, you're also building a losing culture within the new coach, this team is going to be absolutely demoralized. You're going to have good players who possibly could become very quality players in the NFL ruined because how many games they're losing. And also, Josh Rosen. Can we just feel – I feel so bad for Josh <laughs> Rosen. He goes into a situation in Arizona – and I personally, I watched a few of Josh Rosen's game last year, and I never felt like he was absolutely terrible. I never felt like he was even a bad rookie quarterback. I just thought that given the people around him, he had no chance to succeed. And then he gets treated to the Dolphins and against the, the Chargers this past weekend and against the Cowboys, they were in that game early on. And I look at that play against the Cowboys late in the first half with a chance to take the lead and possibly, I'm not saying upset the Cowboys, but make that a real competitive game. And the running back fumbles the ball. And now the Cowboys just steamroll the rest of the way. This guy is a former first round pick. And because of the decisions of the organizations around him, he's going to be a career backup. And he has, he has real talent, and it's just so unfortunate. Josh Rosen, may his career rest in peace. And loving memory. So even though the Dolphins are on a bye this week, we know they're still going to lose in some way, shape, or form. 
But right now we're going to predict the results of the games we don't know, and we are going to start with the Thursday night football game, which is... Rams against the Seahawks. Who wants to go first? Um, I think I know who is going to win this game, and it will be the team with one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Very underrated guy. A lot of people call him a game manager. He is a bit more than that, and that man's name is Jared Goff. Go ahead. Anyone else? Their defense Anyone is going to come back. To I'll jump on that rant. You know what, baby? I'm taking the Seahawks by three points. Let's go, Rodrigo. I, Let's go. I, I I'm with the Seahawks. The Rams have no defense. I have Jared Goff on my fantasy team. He's absolutely awful. They have good skill positions and a good coach, but it doesn't function because they don't have a quarterback, and the NFL is a quarterback league. They don't have a defense. And then the Seahawks, well, they have a decent defense, and they have Russell Wilson with good weapons around him, and the Seahawks are going to win by seven. You want to go wrong? No, I'm fine. There is Seahawks by seven. Just before this derails, I'm going to hop on the Rams train, and uh, I say Rams by, I don't know. Seven. There is so, a bad dude on that Ramsey line, Aaron Donald. He has not eaten this year. He has not eaten this year. Not eaten this year. But that Seattle Seahawks O line, he's gonna be okay. eaten tonight. Uh, let me talk. No, no. Today, <laughs> Russell Wilson will ball out and assert his place as the. MVP frontrunner behind Mahomes because no one's beating Mahomes. But the point is, he's going to Wait, ball out. Did I just hear Rodrigo say that there's and somebody better than Russell Wilson? Of course. Whoa. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league by yeah, a wide that, margin. That's, right, that's undisputed. But Russell Wilson will show to everyone that he is a top five quarterback without question in the NFL. And against that terrible. One bad Rams defense who let Jameis Winston score 55 points against him. Russell Wilson will absolutely carve that defense up, and Jared Goff will be Jared Goff on the road, just like he always is, always throwing several picks, and with the best run defender. In the league, Jadavion Clowney from a defensive end position. <laughs> and the okay. best okay. linebacker I'm, I'm in the right league. Rodrigo. I'm going to stop you right there. They will shut down Todd Gurley and the Seahawks Rodrigo, Rodrigo. will win the game. All I can say is you've been saying pretty much the same points for the past two years. I don't think it's happening. Rod- Rodrigo, yeah. I agree with everything. And Okay, who's who do the Seahawks have that is the best linebacker in the league? Bobby Wagner <laughs> is not the best linebacker. Definitely he is, not. He is by far. He and Keekly are by far the Wait, best Keekly's, linebackers. Keekly is much better. Keekly is just not in the same class <sighs> as Bobby. Bobby Wagner. Wag, you're right. Bobby Wagner is a class above Keekly. No, Bobby Wagner, four-time first-team All-Pro. Okay, best linebacker in the league, voted by his peers. He is. Unbelievable. Virginia. Every single time you watch him, by he is at yeah. the ball. Check by his peers. By I agree that the Seahawks will win. I agree with everything you said. Jadavion Clowney is not one of the premier run stoppers in the league. Yes, he is. He might be a premier run stopper, but He's I predict him giving away likely 20 yards on penalties today. I agree. I think good. the over-under was 20 they are and a half. Bad. They are very good, They're but the, they are not the best in the league. 
Bobby Wagner's the best in the league. It's it's not how how no, can you close. disrespect Bobby? Bobby thank you, Jeff. How can you disrespect Bobby Wagner? He is absolutely insane. Everyone recognizes him as the best linebacker, but because he plays for the Seattle Seahawks, you guys failed to realize that he is, in fact, the best linebacker. You, in fact, name Bobby is a good linebacker. Like, see, see, this is this is the kind of arguments. These Rodrigo. are the kind of arguments you like to use, Rodrigo, Rodrigo. because you don't. Do you not, not know what comedy is because he is on the Seahawks. You have failed right now. Hey, Ro- Ro- Rodrigo, I I can see where you're coming from. That um. Bobby Wagner could be one of the best linebackers he in the league. He is the best linebacker. There, there could be a debate on that, but I could see how that point could be correct. What I do not, I, what I fail to understand is how you call Jadavian Clowney a premier run stopper in the league. He statistically, just he was. He, he statistically, he is. he is a top three run defender I mean, in the league. Zero, like when he when he rushes a quarterback. He never gets there. But, but he is, he is one of the best there. run defenders. Did you know that you can this run the ball both fact. ways? Wait, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can run the ball away from a Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't understand the theory. Correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. The, the Seahawks run a 4-3, right? Yes. Okay, so who, So if Jadavion Clowney is the outside guy on this side, who's the outside guy on this side? Ezekiel Ansa. Pro Jack, Bowler. Okay, our other linebacker. KJ Wright. Pro Bowler. Here and here. Okay, when I said here and here, I meant the out on the outside as a D end on this side, and the outside as a D end on this side. Well, unfortunately, this side and this side. This side means right, and the other this side means left. Are we all clear now? Okay, let's move on. Okay, move on after on Saturday. On Saturday. There will be a big game at 2.30 p.m., Auburn versus Florida. In this game, I like Auburn and Bo Nix to beat Florida. Auburn is favored by a pit, but I still think they're going to win by probably seven, and this will be a big game. I think Auburn could move to probably top five in the AP. I think Auburn has proven it this year. Week one, beating Oregon, who all the hype was around Oregon and Austin Herbert made a late comeback. Uh, Austin? Just just Sorry, Justin Herbert made a late comeback, won the game. I think Auburn is tired of not getting the respect it deserves in the SEC. With obviously, they may not be. I mean, I don't think they're better than Alabama or LSU. But but they could be LSU. They have a fighting chance. But they're definitely. If this was any other year and college football wasn't so loaded, I think that personally, I think that. Auburn would be in the top five already. I think Auburn's just a better football I think this is actually going to be a closer game than most people think because I think we have to see if Florida's freshman quarterback is going to step it up. Right now he's played pretty well, but he hasn't played teams. We've seen him play well in Kentucky, but the rest of Florida's schedule after that game was not good. And so I think we're going to see him against a legitimate team, a legitimate defense here, and we don't really know what to expect. So if he plays well, I think Florida can have a shot. However, I'll probably have to take Auburn in this. Even though I didn't think – they came out super strong against AM, which I think right now AM does not look like a strong team at all. So that close win over AM doesn't look great for Auburn, but I'll take Auburn. I too am taking Auburn. I'll take Auburn as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking I, I'm liking Bo Nix. I, I do I, agree I with Jack that it'll be a really Auburn. close game, though. He's honestly right on his points. All right. Uh, and finally, for, oh, you want to go? I was going to say, I forgot to say by how many. I'm thinking Auburn by. I guess 10 by 10. Okay. I think I'm, I'm going to say Auburn. Upset. I'm going to take uh, Florida by 3. 
I'm going to say um, Auburn by 13. I think Bo Nix is really going to come on strong against a good defense. And finally, we have the game of the week. Cowboys, Packers. Jonah, who you got? I got them boys, man. I got them up by 10. They all boys? The Packers, yeah, let's go. Hey, I have the Packers. The Packers have looked so good this year. Way better than anyone expected. And the Cowboys, I mean, you saw them last week. Did not look good against a, okay, Saints defense. But the Packers defense has played very well this year. And Mr. Game Manager himself, Dakota Prescott, I mean, I, I just don't think he will do that well. Oh, okay, so, 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 so we had um the Dak uh the Dak v Wentz argument earlier, and Dak did not play well. Or sorry, Wentz played very well against the Packers. I do not think Dak will play well against the Packers. I think that's going to settle that argument, and I think that the Packers are going to win by seven. I think I'm actually. This is going to surprise a lot of you, but I think that the Cowboys at home are actually going to beat the Packers. I did did not like what I saw from the Packers a week ago on Thursday Night Football at home against the Eagles. I think it may have been a case of them beating up on Mitchell Trubisky and Joe Flacco and showing off that defense. I don't think Dak will play well because he's an average quarterback, but I think Zeke will bounce back from his terrible, terrible showing against the Saints this past Sunday. And I think in a close defensive struggle, the Cowboys will win the game on the back of the Saints. So I want to add something to what I said earlier because the Packers could not get any run game going. Uh, against the Eagles. And now they're facing one of the premier linebacking duos in the league. Best linebacking duo, but go ahead. Um, and I really don't think they'll get any run game going again, and it's really just going to ride all on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers. And if, if Devontae Adams is healthy, it's seven. If he's not, it's three. Now, Devontae Adams is still injured right now. He's not practicing or anything. So I think for all that, of y'all... Yeah, for that alone, I'm saying that the Dallas Cowboys – will beat the Packers. I think all of y'all, except Rodrigo and Rob, are smoking crack, okay? <laughs> the Cowboys are taking this one by at least seven, honestly. You know I like what? the Packers in this game because this is going to come down to which QB is better. And as we all know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a better QB. So the Packers are going to win this game. I'll take the Packers. Yeah. Well, yeah, same reason. I'll fall the boys. I don't think there's a debate. Aaron Rodgers is better than Prescott. But, I mean. Alrighty. <laughs> the only thing. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. Signing off for now and saying goodbye, I'm Jack Ringgold.